Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard and your host for this episode of the show. Today, we are going all the way back to World War II, just like the Call of Duty series, uh, because today's show is all about Call of Duty World War II, a game that's just taking the nation by storm, or maybe even the world. Uh, so joining us today is um, Marion. Uh, she did the review of Call of Duty, so it is uh, on the site now for your viewing and reading pleasure. Uh, she liked the game uh, with a few caveats, so we'll hear about uh, some of the quirks of uh, the game and also um, the coolness of it. Um, joining us also might be Shella. Uh, Shella is our uh, British uh, person. She usually used to, or um, I'm sorry, recently talked about uh, Call of Duty World War II to the BBC. Um, so hopefully if, uh, if um, all goes well, she'll be joining us a little bit later on in the show to talk about uh, the British reaction to uh, Call of Duty World War II. But let's start with uh, Marion. Marion, uh, welcome to the lounge today. Hi, everyone. <laughs> welcome back. It's been a little while since we've done a, done a lounge. Yeah, I think it was back in... Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And then we're, we're probably going to have to do another Star Wars show now that you're uh, playing uh, Battlefront, uh, Battlefront 2 Star Wars. So, But uh, today is not about the Force. Today is about uh, the uh, Force Recon or whatever. Um, so I know you're a huge Call of Duty player. Um, uh, I, know, I know you generally play online games, um, online competitive shooters. Um, I've seen you. Uh, I know you did... Um, you did the Gamer Sensei thing uh, a little bit, um, but uh, let's let's talk about. The, I know you you. I've seen you with modern shooters. I've seen you, you know, with uh, you know AK-47s and uh, and and sniper rifles, and I've, I've seen you controlling robots and things like that in the shooters that you play. Were you uh, were you thinking that uh, World War II was something that you wanted to get back into? Um. Yeah, I wanted to see if. We, well, I've been playing, like, we played the modern era, we played Future Warfare, but I wanted to see what it's like to go back to, like, World War II era. Mm -hmm. um, see how the weapons, like, if they really kept to a more realistic game, like, if I get to play, like, with some of the older form of weapons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I liked it. <laughs> um, it just was pretty different it was a little hard to get used to at first yeah um now i see i i am a little bit different than you in terms of my gaming um arc uh with the cod series so i played all the old um call of duties when they were all just world war ii and i remember uh call of duty and the medal of honor series would go head to head all the time um and it was always a call of duty would come out and then a few months later a medal of honor would come out and they were all world war ii based and then, then they started to kind of change it up a little bit. Like uh, I remember, uh, one of them, I believe it was the Medal of Honor series, went to uh, the Pacific. Like it was always the European War, and then there was one that was set in the Pacific. 
Um, so it was interesting. They were changing it up, but they were staying always within the World War II genre. And then, and then of course, Call of Duty made the big announcement that they were moving to Modern Warfare, uh, which was really awesome. I mean, the, the Modern Warfare game was, was pretty cool, and it was, it was a good way to change things up. But at the time, the, Call of, the, the, the World War II series was getting kind of stale, I guess you might say. So it was interesting to, to, to change it to the modern world. But then... World War Two kind of got left behind. Like everybody just kind of forgot about it, and and then uh, you know, and then I think what happened was as the modern version kind of got stale a little bit, um, then people wanted to go back to the classic again. You know, everybody wants what they don't have, I guess. Whatever's on the other side of the fence. Um, so so now we're back to World War Two. But for me, I didn't really get into the modern warfare that much. So for me, I was just kind of waiting until the cycle came back down. So I was very happy that it came back to World War II to jump back into it. Um, but you were saying about the the weapons and stuff. So the the weapons that you have in World War II, obviously they're a little bit different. What what are some of the like disadvantages that you? I mean, you play the mod with the modern weapons. So what's what what are some of the disadvantages of playing with you know a forty five caliber submachine gun? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you need to reload a lot more. <laughs> um, you run out of a lot of ammo. Um, some, sometimes you have to, like, you put a bullet in, you have to charge it up. And, and so it, that, that, was, that was a little difficult, I guess, to get back into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not steady. Like, I, I'm trying to use a sniper or the old-fashioned, like, sniper rifles and... You get you get them in view, but it takes like maybe two or three shots. One because they're wearing helmets, which I guess at least the helmets block <laughs> the bullets. But you know you have the the breath control and and the steady aim is not really there. You're like where's my computer to to, to adjust <laughs> the aim for the wind yeah, and all that? There's, yeah, there's no adjusting. You have to use the old fashioned iron sights to. <laughs> but yeah, so you. You kind of had to have a little more skill. Um, yeah, I noticed game. that. Yeah, I noticed that um, the the ammo thing was a big thing for me because I was used to uh, shooters just giving you pretty much. I mean, I, I understand having to reload, um, but I'm I'm a one of those frantic reloaders where it's like if I'm playing, I'll take one shot. Like I have a thirty round clip, I'll take two shots and I'll reload. You know, I'm like so because I hate to get to the end of a clip and need a bullet and not have it. So I reload a lot, but um, just there's not a lot of ammo in the in the Call of Duty, the new World War II missions. I find that I'm I mean almost every mission that I played in the single player version of the game. I end up with a German weapon by the end of the mission because I, my American thing runs out and the little guy who throws you ammo, like, his timer hasn't reset or something. So I'm like, oh, crap, well, I'll just use this German weapon. And uh, I don't know. I always find that I, I hope I'm not being prejudiced against American and gun makers, but I find that German weapons are a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just, like, running out and I had to go run back, like, back behind my men like i gotta go find a weapon (laughs) (laughs) yeah i always pick up i mean i I don't think um i think there were probably in world war ii for real i think there were some instances of um americans using german weapons i mean if you were if you got into that situation you could pick something up and use it but not not too terribly much i mean they had different they had different ammo types uh so it wasn't it wasn't completely interchangeable so 
if you're carrying all German weapons and you told your squad guy to throw you ammo, it wouldn't fit in your German gun, and it does in the game, but it wouldn't fit, you know. You know I, yeah, I just get ammo for the gun I have. I was like, I just picked this up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you need that? He's got a trench coat with a bunch of different kinds. Oh, you need shotgun shells. Oh, sure. Why not? I carry those in my other pack. Here you go. Um, and then, and then when you have a mission that's weapon specific, the weapon is conveniently there for you. Oh, where they're like, get the I'm bazooka, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. But uh, but pretty cool. I mean, suspension of disbelief aside, um, I enjoy the sort of grittier nature of the of the combat. Um, and let's talk about the weapons uh, real quick, and then let's get into some of the different mission types that they uh, put into the game for us, because it is a lot more than. Um, than we've seen in the past. There are some parts of missions where you're not really doing a shooter at all. You're doing maybe stealth, or um, there's some driving missions in the game as well, which is which is interesting. Um, but as far as the guns go, I often found that the... I, I mean, I say the Germans had better weapons, not, not universally. Like, their, um, their single-player, or their single-shot carbine rifle is terrible it's got like five shots and it takes like four minutes to reload the thing um so i don't like that but some of their um like their paratrooper weapons and things like that where they're uh single shot um but you have multiple clips or you have multiple i guess you call it semi-automatic weapons they're not bolt action um are really good um in fact on the american side i was disappointed on some of the missions they would load you up initially with uh, like a Thompson submachine gun, and I find I played a lot better with the Garand, the single shot rifle, um, and and some of those weapons because they were more accurate. And I mean, I would light up guys with the with the with the Thompson and the, the Germans, and they'd stand back up. And I'm like, that guy should be dead. <laughs> yeah, I found yeah, I like the Garand um, the best. Yeah, it's like weird. I know they have helmets, so you know it bounced off of them. But I mean, I'm putting like three, four, five rounds into them. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> and then they and they kill me in like three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I also didn't like. Um, there are certain um, situations where this is extremely evident, and most of the time they, most of the time they do a pretty good job of hiding the fact that you are the player in the game and that everybody else is kind of just window dressing. Uh, you know, when there's big battles, you don't really notice it. But there are points where you do. There was one mission, um, I can't remember which one it was, but it was, oh, it was the one where you're trying to take over the German hotel um, in Aachen. And before you get to the hotel, uh, or what happens in the hotel as well, but before you get to the hotel, there's one point where there's like a collapsed building and you guys are on one side of it and the Germans are on the other and there's like a collapsed building in between you. So there's like a street that you can't cross and they're shooting at each other. And I was way back in another apartment and the guys were shooting each other and they were shooting each other for like five minutes and nobody was dying, you know, cause it was just, you know, it's just part of the show. And then as soon as I walk up, I'm crouched down and I'm like kind of behind a couch or whatever. And as soon as I get anywhere near the combat zone, every single German on the other side turns their weapons on me, and I start taking, like, massive damage. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it, was, it was kind of annoying. And that's when I got frustrated with the 45, because I'm like, you know, I put a whole clip into a guy on the other side of the street, and I'm like, okay, he's got to be down. And then I go reload, and I look up, and he's still there. Like, he got back up. I'm like, this, uh, 
So I really wish the grand is nice because um, generally one headshot will take them out. I guess the helmet could be a factor, but I think the grand shoots through the helmet. So I, that's that's what I would always go for. I always trash those submachine guns when I find them because they're just they don't seem to be powerful enough right now. There's always the flamethrower if you can find one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trouble getting the flamethrowers because as soon as I see a German with a flamethrower, I shoot for the the tank, and you can blow them up that way. So, But then you don't recover the weapon. <laughs> um, yeah, there was that one mission um, at the end of the church where um, they gave you, like, a rifle grenade and a flamethrower. Is, is that one you're doing you remember where... Uh, I remember the Germans were coming up the steps, and you just kept throwing the flamethrower down yeah. on them. That was that was that was pretty intense. And um, then there was the one where you had to protect your guys, and only you had to protect your guys. And your sergeant was shooting, and everyone was shooting, but it was you that had to use the sniper rifle to take out all the guys. And and at one moment, I think I had a guy or two two. German soldiers left, and I couldn't find them anywhere. So I, but then I realized I could just use the sergeant to find them. Yeah, me. his his magic power is to make the enemy glow. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you miss the guys, they're like, "Where's the guys?" And then your your guys, the mission's lost. But mm. yeah, because people were yelling at me, I was trying to find everyone, and and you, yeah, it was a time. It was timed. You had had to save your guys at and before they're all dead and yeah. That was another one that was hard because you only have a five round clip on your sniper <laughs> rifle and uh, there's a lot more than five targets out there. <laughs> and I think it took me like two times to shoot one guy. Oh really? And I, uh. Yeah, and I had to go in the building and then moving in the other way and <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, that is uh, that is interesting how that works. Um, the uh, the um, generally though, I think they did a they did a nice job with the game. I mean, I was I was pretty much um, as far as uh, enjoying the game, as far as getting into it, as far as adrenaline rushing and stuff. Those missions they don't seem to let up too terribly much. You know, it seems like you you get into it and it's really a lot of action and it stays that way. For the whole for the whole mission, was that kind of your experience as well? Yeah, I thought. Um, yeah, one of some of the big bigger combat or those ones where you know you kind of have to be on like a timer um, to get the save your guys mm-hmm. missions were. Um, yeah, those were pretty intense because um, there's like everyone's firing at you at once and you're trying to save people and but. I think there's some that were a little slow um, getting into, like mm-hmm. Normandy. <laughs> like, I, I was expecting that to be so adrenaline-intensive, people firing, you can't get anywhere, but I don't know. I just didn't feel like it, it could have been done better. Um, I read a column that somebody had written, um, not on Jin, but one of some other publication, and they were talking about the original um, – because we've been on D-Day before in the Call of Duty series, I think back in 2005 or something. And they were talking about how it was much more better, well done back then, um, because there was much more of a beach sequence and stuff. The beach on the modern one was is only like, you know, it's only like 50 yards across, I guess, or something. And as soon as, soon as you get to the... Um, 
as soon as you get to where you have to use the Bangalore torpedo, you're pretty much off the beach, and then and then you're just kind of standard, you know, running through bunkers and you know, kind of things like that. So the the whole D-Day thing is kind of shortened, I guess. Well, I think that there was this huge long movie <laughs> prior to it, and then once you finally get into, it, I was like, oh, I'm I'm actually in. <laughs> I have to do something. <laughs> like I think it was just. They tried to make a movie, and then I don't think it played out well. Mm. Um, also, I didn't realize that I wasn't going to regain health if I just tied behind something. Uh, that was, yeah. Yeah, so I figured that out. I was like, oh, no, why am I keep dying? Why am I not regenerating health? Because all the other Call of Duties, all you have to do is like hide behind somewhere for a couple seconds, and, well, the, and then they you can left, move to another hider and hiding plot, spot, and you can just move around. Yeah, they left the they left the um, the yell the, the yell the game yells at you. You're you're hurt. Get to cover, and you do, but then nothing happens. It's like yeah. what? Yeah, I was gonna mention I was gonna mention the new mechanic. You actually get a trophy um, on the D-Day beach if you can get up to the the Bangalore wall. Where you where you do the trophy without getting hit by anything. So, uh, yeah. So if you can you can try that. Um, it's basically just find the the three or four cover spots that you need to get to, and then uh, part of it is the machine gun that's shooting you, which is the one thing that can really damage you is that one machine gun that's up in the bunker. Is just waiting until it. I guess it has to reload because it stops firing for a few seconds and just moving to the new cover at that point. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, what did you think about the new mechanic about that? Like, like in all previous Call of Duty games, you would just you would just I don't know how it was in the modern thing, but you could just get to cover and then you would slowly regenerate your health. And this one, you have to actually use health packs, and you do have that one guy who will throw you a health pack at one, like once every twenty eight minutes or something, um, and then you can find a few. But I don't know, the health seemed really limited to me. I, I didn't really like the new mechanic. But what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to know that at the beginning because I just like, where, why am I not regenerating? Because yeah, Modern Warfare, Infinite Warfare, all the other Black Ops, it's it's all the was all the same as all the Call of Duties where you just hide and regenerate health, and then this is like, oh, <laughs> um, and then it takes a while before you even get a health pack, mm-hmm. and then you you know your guys like, okay, hey, I got a first aid kit. <laughs> Yeah, that starts and then you're like, oh, okay," but then you have to be very careful and you're afraid to do anything. You just want to hide because you're going to get as soon as you stand up. That's it. Yeah. Well, and then also the uh, it takes you a few seconds to even apply the health kit. So that that was the thing for me. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I I question how they did cover in this because. Sometimes I would be behind like a bunch of logs or something, and I'm like, okay, I've got to be in cover, right? But somehow I'm still taking damage. So, and then I would go to apply the health kit. I'm like, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. And I'd go to apply the health kit, and in the process of applying the health kit, I don't know if you expose yourself more or something, but I, there were many times where I was killed trying to trying to apply the health kit <laughs> during that few seconds of. So I don't know it was a little. It was a little frustrating. Frustrating, like you say, you can you can get yeah. used to it, I guess. I did find a couple times I was just so into the combat, I completely forgot to apply a health pack. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I know I had one, but I just was so busy firing at the enemy that I forgot to get a health pack. But that's the thing too. It's like 
you're, you get into the, you know, you just want to keep fighting. You don't want to just hang out and cover and wait and wait and wait and wait. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you either, you just ran out of health packs. Because I, I, I would use like three in a, in a row. Mm. Um, but, yeah, then you just have to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Well, as far as the, the cool guy- down. Well, yeah, that cooldown though. That co- those cooldowns are weird. I think the cooldowns. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it seemed like the cooldowns were based on experience. So one one time I hid, and the cooldowns didn't move for like a really long time. I think you either have to move forward in the level or kill a bunch of guys to make the cooldowns continue. Like they get stuck if you're not doing anything. Um, there was one mission with um, where you're trying to take over the sawmill, and I was back on this hill, and everybody else was charging forward, and I'm like, well, I had my Garand, so I was just kind of doing like a, a non-scope sniper rifle roll, where I was just trying to shoot guys in windows and stuff, and I was doing a pretty good job at it. Um, and my, the cooldowns were just spinning, like, you know, but then when I stopped... Uh, the cooldowns also stopped. So I think there's some sort of a method on there where they kind of check you, where you can't just wait. It's 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 a modified cooldown, I think. Um, but then, um, in addition to health, you also have uh, the guy who, I would rarely ever get this, but the guy who could call in the mortar strike for you, he had a cooldown. The sergeant um, who can spot enemies for you, and then there was the guy that throws you ammo, and then there was another guy that throws you grenades. So there was there was a lot of cooldowns, and I don't know. For me, it got kind of complicated because, uh, especially when you had multiple guys who could give you stuff. Like I'd be looking at the map, and they'd be all, and I'd be like, okay, now I, okay, I need the grenade, and he's over to the right somewhere, so I'd have to go find him, and and I don't know. It's I could see what they were doing, but for me, for, if anything, it pulled me out of the game more than it should have. Yeah, I think it just dragged the, some of the combat a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I kind of wanted to push through, but I was kind of stuck. But yeah, I did realize that, like, at some moments, I was like, wow, I have, like, four first aid kits. How did I get that? <laughs> and then other ones, I'm like, I have no first aid kits. I can't find one. I had to hang out in this spot and wait for one. Yeah. And I, I think that you also have to be next close to the guy too. Because uh, you won't you can't get the first aid kit if you're farther away, so you have to go find the guy and then you have to be there so he can toss you one. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was that was really that was really interesting. Um I yeah, I don't know if I like the mechanic or not. I mean like I say, you can get used to it. But Again, it was one more thing that you were thinking about that wasn't combat, that wasn't, you know, I'm in a Call of Duty game. Like, for example, when I, you can only carry four health kits. So I'd, be, I'd have like a boo-boo, like a scratch, right? But I would run a, across a health kit lying there on the ground, but I can only carry four. So I'm like, hmm, okay, I'm just going to use one of my health kits for this, you know, little Band-Aid thing so that I can pick up this other one. So that I can so that I can move on with full health kits and full health. Um, yeah, it's calculations like that that you know I'm the average combat soldier in World War II is not making. So I, I don't know. Just seems like it, it's it was interesting. I, I'm I guess I'll stay neutral on it, but uh, it was it was different than other Call of Duty games. And it's nice that they tried something new. I I wouldn't really tout that as a super success, but it wasn't really a failure either. It was just something different in the in the new game. Um, what about uh, what about level variety? Because that was one of the things that I always used to like about the the older Call of Duties, where the, you know you would have driving missions and things like that. 
Um, some of the missions that you have in the game are, um, for example, um, uh, there was one where you were in a hotel and you're trying to get this little girl out and you don't have any weapons and the, the Germans are... Uh, have flashlights, and they're running around. It's kind of like Pac-Man, almost. Um, <laughs> you're trying to hide from the from the ghosts, <laughs> um, you know, trying to get this little girl out. Um, I, don't, I don't know. What did you think about some of those missions that pulled you away from, you know, the ground combat type of thing? Um, well, I did like that one with the little girl, because it felt like I had to use a lot of, you know, you had to think. Like you had to hide, and, and you had to very aware of what the enemy was doing and but you also felt you, you had to rescue this little girl so you were I mean you had a lot of adrenaline running adrenaline pumping and you know it was kind of scary mm-hmm. uh, you know you wanted to save her and uh, I, I did like that mission mm-hmm. um, I wasn't too keen on the whole sneaking around because that never worked out well for me <laughs> like the first one with the the train. I was like, I always got caught, and then I had to get into a big firefight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I just didn't know, you know, I just, it kind of felt a little out of place, really. I'm just a private in, in the army. Well, and you're there with two British and, yeah. SAS guys, and they're These like, guys are trained. Like, why <laughs> wasn't I one of him? Them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know what? I'm just gonna let's just push our way through it. It's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, I like uh, some of the missions where um, they force you to like drive a jeep or something like that. Where they were like, "Okay, you drive this jeep," and I'm like, um, "Sarge, I'd rather gun. Is that okay? <laughs> you do the driving. <laughs> Let me on the machine gun. I don't want to. I don't want to steer around rocks and stuff. I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, they switch it up. You're driving first, and then all of a sudden you're you're machine gunner oh that's right you do move to the yeah. gun that's right i forgot I about like, that thank you yeah exactly everybody wants to gun nobody wants to drive come on um the i thought that um let, well let me talk i, I want to talk about the liberation of paris mission because that was my favorite mission in the whole game i think that was like the one of the most epic call of duty levels that they've ever created uh, it had an element of everything but before i get to that i want to talk about the tank level um where you're in the tank and you're trying to get to the soldiers and you know it's kind of standard you're shooting the panzer faust guys up in the buildings and stuff and you're following your other tank and then they're like okay just climb this hill and then we can rescue our guys and you're like you're just thinking okay that's how that mission's going to go you know it's going to end here and you're going up the hill and then those two uh, not not one but two tanks come after you the tiger and the regular german tank and they come over the hill in the opposite direction so you've got to back down and then suddenly you're in a maze and you're playing hide and seek with these tigers and you can't shoot them in the front you have to shoot them in the back and the only advantage you have is that your tank is a lot faster than theirs cuz you're in a little sherman um I thought that mission was brilliant. I, it was it was scary and it was hard. What what did you think about that particular one? Oh, I I, I loved that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was because you had to like oh I had to maneuver and I had to get to the side because you can't hit the front of them, and you have two tanks coming at you and you just yeah you're you're just trying to hide away from the tanks as much as possible and flank them, but. Um, I did end up having to mute my uh, that level like <laughs> by the last time because I couldn't take this yelling at. I like, I know I had the flank. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do keep they I'm do trying keep... to drive and shoot at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you've got some sort of weird sermon that you have to drive and shoot at the same time. But um I thought that level if you if you if you could imagine the level from top down or the excuse me, the position of the walls and things, right? I it reminded me of the old Atari twenty six hundred game combat where you had the two tanks that were trying I was like I wonder if you overlaid that map to that. I wonder if that was the same thing because it felt like that. It was a square. It was generally a square, you know, with the with, that you were driving around in on the outside, and then there was these walls on the inside. I, I'm like, I'm playing combat from you know 2006 or whatever, 2000, uh, actually 1980 or something, and uh, and, and I swear that's I. I don't know. I don't know if that was an ode to that or not, but that's what it felt like to me, and I loved it. It was really cool. Yeah, I like those. I like those missions where you really have to work. Like it's not just so. It's not really straightforward. You're not just like pushing through and shooting people, but you kind of have to like maneuver and uh, think about what to do next, and you know, trying to trying to avoid, but also tax the people. It's yeah. Well, yeah I, I, I do I, like those missions. Well, yeah, like the hotel mission. I mean, I I I ran I I, I ran into the a guy with a flashlight. You know, come around a corner, you think you're safe, and you run right into a guy with a flashlight. I did that a bunch. Um, and then the same way with the tank mission, because you only have that really narrow view out the viewport, and you're trying to assess the entire situation, like where two tanks are in this town through the little viewport. So it was hard to do. So I would like, okay, I'd be tracking the one tank. And I'd be setting up kind of an ambush on him. I'm like, okay, he's going to come down this street, and then I'm going to whip around this alley and shoot him in the back. And then, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, from the left where I wasn't even looking, the second tank would show up and kill me. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's really hard to try to hide from both of them. Yeah, and then you also have like you get the perfect position to shoot, and you have to wait to. Uh for the cooldown to get the get your another round, so the round has to reload, and so you're like, and then all of a sudden it's facing you again, and yeah, I I fired once, and then I'm waiting for him to reload, and the other tank is turning, and you're like, I can't wait, I gotta back out of here, you know, because he's gonna turn before I can take another shot at him. It was it was it was neat, um, and uh, and the fact that there were two different kinds of tanks too, there was like a German regular tank. Which I think you only had to hit like twice, and then there was the tiger tank, which you had to hit like multiple times, um, even more. I you had to hit that tiger like four times, I think, something like that. So it was fun. Um, but I want to talk the liberation of Paris mission because I th- I thought that was, I, I mean, I can ask you what your favorite mission is so far in the game, but um, I love the liberation of Paris mission. I thought it had every single element of a Call of Duty game. It had. Um, the whole spy thing at the beginning, which I'll talk about, uh, and then it had kind of the regular run-and-gun type thing. It had offense, because you had to go in and take over the, the thing. Um, there was an action sequence in there with the smoke grenade, where you go in with the shotgun and basically execute all, those, all the um, Nazis who were, uh, you know, smoked out. And then, and then you had to defend the building. Uh, you know, kind of a giant attack with, you know, machine guns and Molotov cocktails and stuff. And I just thought that mission was super well done. It was done at night, you know, and I just, I really liked the feeling of that. But my favorite part was when you go in as a spy 
at the beginning, you're in a car, you're in a staff car, and this is the first time that the game switches you to another player, so you're not the first infantry guy, you're a woman, and you're a French um, resistance spy, I think, um, unless you're the British intelligence girl. I think you're the French, the French, um, the French person at that point. Yeah, because the one guy recognizes you at some point, but... They're, you're in a car, and they give you a dossier, like the the uh, the person you're pretending to be, and you have to read it, and you actually have to actually read it and pay attention because later on people will ask you questions like, "Where were you born? You were born in Berlin, right?" And you have to go, "No, Hamburg," you know, and or else the Nazis know that you're a spy. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, I well, I especially like the um, part where you're like fighting for the liberation of Paris. <laughs> I thought that was um, pretty intense. I mean, you had Molotov cocktails, and you had to pick up weapons, and and there's just so much going on, and being night. When the Parsons come out of their balconies and start shooting, that was pretty epic. (laughs) Yeah. And and it was really great to see, like, the French resistance, because you know that they, they were there. I mean, they were fighting for their lives, too, and, you know, being a part of that, that... I really liked that because it was very historical, but very, like, real combat. Like, it mm-hmm. felt like real combat. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I would cared much for the spy mission. I mean, I think I was more for, like, I, you know, the more combat action. Um, <laughs> it's the role player in me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess it was a good uh, sort of intermission. Like, you, it wasn't really, like a lot of action going on so it was more a, a breather moment yeah, yeah. we're getting ready for the big big moment yeah that's true that's true and and it did play into the whole uh the mission um mm-hmm. i, just I guess, liked when when i was walking around as the spy and yeah. like if you listen to some what some of the people say sometimes the German officers would be sitting there smoking. They'd walk by and they'd go, I haven't seen her before. Do you know who she is? And I was just like, don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me any questions. I'm just going to go by. <laughs> yeah, and then you had to find the right guy and then you had to sneak around. Mm. Um, yeah. But it, at least they kind of showed what, I mean, we know what his from a historic part point of view. We do know that we do know um, what really was going on as far as combat and stuff, but there are so much other things going on in the in, in real in in the real war, mm-hmm. and part of it was there were trained British spies that went in and helped the French resistance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were women. I mean, they were like trained spies, British special forces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought that was mm-hmm. I thought that was really awesome. Um, but and, I was the, I guess I was figuring that I was going to play like Vivian <laughs> because I because of that. But um, then you play as a French woman, so I I think I was caught off. <laughs> but um, but still, it was nice to actually show more of what was going on in the war than just the fighting. Yeah, and and not just the fighting from the American perspective, which is what we often see, you know. So um, that was kind of that was that was really nice. I, I enjoyed that. Um, so uh, the single player game uh, it went for a surprisingly long amount of time. Some of those back in the old days, some of the Call of Duties, 
uh, one of the complaints was that, you know, the missions, you'd only had like maybe five hours worth of combat or something like that. It, it, it's, if you really knew what you were doing and you weren't really like enjoying the levels and you were pushing mm-hmm. through them, you could probably push through it in a fairly short amount of time. But for me, you know, I, like I say, I, I was, I noticed the other day I, I had been playing for like 15 hours or something like that, and I'm not done the single player campaign quite yet. So I, I think there's a fair, a really good amount of single player um, in this, I'm I'm more than happy with the amount that's in there. How, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I I'm like maybe two three missions from the end, and I've already been I guess six hours in. But still, I I at least have like maybe ten hours of gameplay, ten twelve hours. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty good. Yeah. No. I mean. They put a lot of effort in making a full game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they didn't rush it, or it was just like, oh, we want the multiplayer. That's going to be the big thing. But you know, <laughs> I, I think the as far as the whole game, I'd rather play the campaign. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of different characters. There's a story, and it's, it's like that Band of Brothers type feel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's that's what I like. Yeah, I haven't got to the mission yet in the cutscene where um, you're at the railroad depot and the the Germans are hunting for Jewish uh, prisoners. I that's got to be in the game because that was in like every cutscene. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes and what happens there. Because your one guy, I think it's the guy that throws you the uh, the the med pack. He's half Jewish, um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens to him if you guys end up getting captured or something. Yeah, and he does bring that up throughout the game, but then there's a moment where he's like, he didn't want to tell anyone, but he spoke German. Mm-hmm. Well, when you run into those German civilians, and he's like, I can speak German, you know, so. And then the guys kind of start teasing him about it, you know, so it's like, I can imagine why you wouldn't want to mention it. If you're just fighting Germans, you can speak German, but <laughs> But um, speaking of the other stuff, uh, the other things in the game, so that's kind of the single-player game, and that's pretty much all I've played. I know you um, were in the multiplayer, uh, so I know you're a multiplayer person. Um, what do you think about the, the, the smoothness and the, the, the way the multiplayer works? Um, I don't know. I mean, I really have been spending more time in the campaign as well, so I haven't really spent much time at all in the multiplayer. But I think from the beta, I had I didn't have a great experience in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the maps were small, and people kept thinking it's infinite warfare and jumping around. <laughs> um, it's like stop jumping around. <laughs> you don't have rocket packs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've ne- I mean, I I kind of fall fell out of multiplayer. Um, I do want to try the stupid zombie mode, which I say stupid, but I I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I just I haven't got into. I've, have you looked at zombies yet at all? I'm actually not a zombies fan. I tried the Infinite Warfare zombies, and I was in it for like one session, and I never played it again. So I'm not a really big zombies hunting fan. I. But I think the key to that is to get a good team together. I know Todd um, play used to play with um, uh, his uh, Gamer Geeks uh, cohort, um, Kelly. Uh, they used to get together. They, they would get like a team of four people together. And, you know, because, I mean, the zombies generally is, is a, you know, a defend your fortification type of, type of thing. 
Um, and if you have a team that's working together, it's a lot easier uh, and probably a lot more fun than trying to do it just yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, there is one new thing in multiplayer that look is probably the best part of multiplayer. It's called War. And you have different objectives you have to complete as a team. So I think that is better than the whole just running around and shooting people. Yeah, more than yeah. a death match where you have to like defend yeah. a bridge or, or something or Yeah, or, having yeah. having objectives is it makes it more of a game, like more of a game feel. It's not just running around. <laughs> Yeah, in the beta, mm-hmm. I played some of those objective maps, and mm-hmm. that was fun. And I remember our team, one of them, our team was awful, and we were losing every objective. But then at the end, the very end, the allies had to, like, blow up our um, our um, guns, our anti-aircraft guns or something like that. But But it was the last thing. And I don't know, our team just really rallied, and we held them back, and we ended up winning – even though we lost every stage, we ended up winning because they, we prevented them com- from completing that last objective. So that felt pretty good. Um, so maybe it just took us a while to get together and become a real team. I don't know, but um, that was a lot more fun than just deathmatch. Yeah. I'm terrible at deathmatch anymore anyway. I mean, for, for me, deathmatch is take a few steps, get shot, take a few steps, get shot. You know, I'm, I'm just not that good at it anymore. Well, I think it's also because people just, I mean, you get you get all the stuff to make you better, mm. and you like you're starting out and you have nothing, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. I mean, I, I. So I think that it's just people like you know all the all the stuff you can get to make yourself better. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think it's kind of unbalanced. A lot of these multiplayers. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be put in with people of my same rank. <laughs> Yeah, that was my biggest concern with the, m- most of the multiplayer games is that um, yeah, they have this matchmaking service, mm-hmm. most of them do anyway, but, but they do a really poor job of it. I'm not saying Call of Duty does because I haven't experimented with but in general, what I found is most multiplayer things, it's like, okay, so I'm a level one player or level three player, and I'm on a team against 15 guys who are like level 50, and how is that a fair, you know what I mean? Like the fifth level 50 guys should be playing other level 50 guys, you yeah. know what I mean? And somehow they don't do that. But I don't know if Call of Duty does or not, like I say, um, but that's just been my experience. But uh, I, I remember obviously. previous multiplayers, like I would be like a low level, and I would be able to win, the like be in the top, top spots because I don't know I felt more balanced like if you just know it you know you shoot someone and they but now I'm like shooting like 20 times and no one's going down (laughs) (laughs) you know they just kill me with like three shots Hmm. Uh, so I I don't know I, I don't know it just seems like multiplayers are different now it could be, could be. Um, well, let me ask you this then, sort of a final question. Um, mm-hmm. So you reviewed the game. Um, I believe you gave it a good score. Was it was it a three and a half or four or something like that? Um, so you've played obviously all the modern warfare's. You've played the Call of Duty and things like that. So based mm-hmm. on your review and your history, um, two questions. One, were you happy that they went back to World War II, and are you hoping that the next Call of Duty uh, goes back to? Um, 
back to the future, <laughs> as it will, back to modern warfare, or are you hoping for another uh, um, like World War II era title? If you had your choice, if you were president and CEO and, <laughs> of Activision, what would you, what would you want to see? I would have, I would actually try something new, like maybe Call of Duty Vietnam, Call of Duty. Korean War? I mean, there's other wars that happened besides World War II. Call and of Duty, Peloponnesian warfare. War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, Rome. Yeah, Call of Duty, Rome. Re- talk about reloading um, that crossbow. <laughs> Call of Duty, Revolutionary War. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how they do that. Yeah. War of 1812, uh, <laughs> Civil War. I mean, there's other things. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of stuff they can do. Um, but I, I don't want to see another World War II unless they do like Pacific or uh, mm. somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I think trying new things, but still sticking with the whole Call of Duty idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but well, cool. i don't i don't think people are too fond of the future thing yet because it's too imaginative but with modern warfare i mean they take what's going on now and just kind of put modern you in a, as a modern soldier yeah like modern warfare uh well the modern warfare uh was it four or whatever the one that everybody likes was kind of like you know you're like an anti-terrorism squad and it kind of tapped into all the stuff that's like really happening today, you know, and, and the cool gadgets that they got to play with, but that actually exist. I think that was kind of what I think mm-hmm. people liked, you know, so, um, but who knows, Call of Duty Vietnam, Call of Duty Korean War. Uh, I kind of like your Revolutionary War thing. I don't know. <laughs> You're sitting there um, banging your musket, <laughs> putting the powder in with the little... <laughs> Yeah, you probably have to like push Q to put the pow- to put the powder in. Now push T to ram the rod down the thing. Okay, <laughs> so um, they, I'm sure they'd find a way to give you, uh, you know, you'd have some geeky revolutionary war guy like, here, I created the repeating rifle musket or something for you. So You're, or a cavalry guy, you're on a horseback. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. first well, person the, guy on a horse. That, Civil War, you could have, you, you would have repeating weapons at least. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of the people would. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting. All right, well, thank you, um, Marion. This was a fun. This was a fun lounge. I'll let you get back to. Uh, you back, get back to Call of Dutying since you, I, you. You say you have a couple levels left to go before Europe is is liberated. Yeah. What are you doing here? You got to go save some people. <laughs> All right, um, everybody, uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, we're at uh, game. Indust- we're at uh, Gin Lounge at um, GameIndustry dot com. Uh, we are. That's our email address. We're also on a little thing called Facebook. We're on uh, YouTube. Obviously, you're watching it here on YouTube. You could be. Um, we're we're all over the place. Pinterest, Google Plus. Um, let us know what you think about the new Call of Duty uh, World War Two. If you like going back to World War Two, if you want to go back to the modern era. Or if you want to follow Marion's new uh, petition and go to uh, the Revolutionary War, that would be kind of cool to see next time, maybe. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks. Take care. And uh, until then, um, you know, all you Call of Duty people, thank you for your service.